Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. going to have some fantastic speakers today and I just prepare your hearts now as they come to speak one by one and first off we have Pastor Kelly who's going to be speaking here she's amazing come up Pastor Kelly and then we have Mitch Melnichuk is going to follow her Mitch is a great guy Pastor Kelly I almost feel like I don't need to introduce you but Pastor Kelly a woman of God a warrior in her own standing past Lauren's wife and just the awesome leadership of this church Mitch Melnichuk, minister to kids and to youth, a leader of men in his connect group. We saw him baptize a few of his guys this last summer, and we walked through that together, praying through that, what that meant, and that was a significant weighty time. You are an influencer and a leader of men for Christ-likeness. So good. Kate Bishop, we're ready. We're ready. It's going to be so good. A youth, I'm outstanding youth. Saran is going to be with as well. Pastor Kelly, come on up. Thank you. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. 2022 is going to be better. (laughs) When we were talking as a staff um, and wondering who should share, I know that, that the Lord had a word in my heart, and so I said, I will. And I don't usually say I will. I very seldom say I will, even to Lauren. So... Anyways, I just want to share quickly, forgive me if I have to read my notes, because I need to keep focus these days, and sometimes I need to just have things written down. Every year, we set aside time as a church to fast and pray, and during that time, we always ask the Lord, what's our word for the year? My word for 2021 was restoration. The definition, the act of restoring, renewal, revival, and reestablishment. A return of something to former, excuse me, original, normal, unimpaired condition. Restitution of something taken away or lost. Something that is restored by renovating. What a great word for 2021. But how it all panned out was not how I imagined. Life is lived between a promise made and a promise kept. Lauren mentioned that on Christmas Eve. And we are a people of promise. But promises require process. We need to prepare for the fulfillment of the promise. Because it says in his word, Psalm 146.6, He is the one who keeps every promise forever. How much more when a word, a promise that we get, do we need to wait? As the year went on, it looked like this word would never come to pass because my experiences were the exact opposite. 
I want to share my list of experiences, not so that you will sympathize with me, but so that I, I can empathize with you. In 2021, we faced our daughter's marriage breakup. We had COVID complications with many relationships, family and friends. My mother-in-law passed suddenly. I had surgery on my head because of cancer. We lost our home of 26 years. We were robbed right after the fire. My stolen checkbook, bless his heart, decided to write a bunch of checks, which made us have to close our bank account, file police, re re file police reports, and all at the most wonderful time of the year. Not exactly my idea of restoration. Was the word off? Was I off? Or is it still in process? When it didn't look like I thought it should, it made me question God's love, presence, protection, along with sometimes even resenting God for not coming through. The thing is, I wanted his provision, his word, to look the way I thought it should. I've learned through the years, and I've been many years a believer, that when our hearts hurt and life gets hard, we need reminders of God's presence, protection, and promise. I need something besides my ever-changing emotions. I need an experience to align with God's truth. Although it felt like everywhere I looked were not being restored, Job said, I know my Redeemer lives, and I need a revelation of my Redeemer at this time. How am I doing? Some days great, others not. This last experience has been one of my hardest, very hard. I have questioned God's faithfulness, his ability to protect me. Where was he? Why did things happen like this? Sometimes in the middle of deep hurt, our hearts can start to wrongly believe God is at fault because it seems like we often need an answer and someone to blame. We become disillusioned and possibly wonder if God even cares. But I have learned that no matter what I see, when an argument or an opinion enters my mind that speaks against the goodness of God, I can't entertain it. I have to destroy it before it starts destroying me. In 2 Corinthians 10, it says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive. One of my main verses that I take through the year, Romans 12, 2, says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good, pleasing, and perfect. I'm not saying we can't feel, but there's a difference between feeling and living. Feelings are powerful and can direct our lives. You can feel angry, but feeling angry and living angry is different. You can feel offended, but to live offended is different. You can feel wronged, wrong, 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 <laughs> and live wronged, 
and that is different. I think you get what I'm saying. Restoration is a process. Many scriptures tell us how the Lord is our Redeemer. For us, new, fresh revelation is needed for that. One of the best scriptures, as I've finished off my year in the Daily Bible, Revelations 21.5, and the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I'm making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Well, do I believe? I am living between a promise made and a promise kept. I need to trade a worldly perspective for an eternal perspective. And only God sees the full picture of everything we face. So it comes down to this. I trust his word. I will read, although I'm going to get a new Bible. This has a little bit of reminders. Lauren saved it after the fire. So it's a little bit black, and I had to wipe off the soot because it was a little bit smelly. So I'm going to get a new Bible, and I'm going to read it every day this year. And I challenge you to. I will allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me the truth, and I will attempt to walk in the truth until it's my experience. This year, I challenge you to read the Bible every day with us. I challenge you to fast and pray for a word from the Lord. I challenge you to get trusted friends around you that will pray you through situations. I also challenge you to come to church and worship even when you don't feel like it. Because when I didn't have a home, this was my home. This is still my home, and this is the place that I will worship him. So the word is restoration, and it will come to pass. And I look forward to seeing that. Thank you. Hear me? Can you hear me now? Perfect. Good morning. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Kelly. Um, as a member of this congregation, uh, I, what can I say other than we have the most two resilient leaders of our church sitting here. So just another round of applause for them. If you don't know me, my name is Mitch Malnichuk, and my wife, Jocelyn, and I have been attending C3 for the past 11 years, along with our two daughters. My 2021 really began in the month of 2020, uh, of December 2020, uh, with the healing that the Lord actually did in my life. I had battled a stroke and a rare diagnosis called RCVS. I had been in and out of the hospital uh, several times that year, taking nerve block injections in the back of my head every three months. And what doctors had said was going to be two to three years to recover, the Lord delivered me from that overnight 
on December 16th of 2020. Thank you. So my 2021 actually started off really, really good. And actually started off so good that I didn't think for a second that my 2021 was going to have any issues or any trials and that I wouldn't actually get any curveballs thrown my way. <laughs> Judging by that, I think I knew I was wrong. Same as you. This past year, uh, my family and I, we've, we've uh, come across many different trials and tribulations. Some have been very easy, like the odd speeding ticket. Some of them have been a little bit more difficult, such as navigating yet another year of chaos um, in the pandemic, like the loss of a family member, the loss of a job. My family and I faced all of those this past year. And as I sat back and I reflected on what has happened to me and my family over 2021, and as I prepared for this message for you guys today, I realized that the message the Lord placed on my heart wasn't to talk about peace after a storm. It was about how to obtain peace and have that during a storm. And that reminded me of a story in Matthew chapter 14 uh, between Peter and Jesus where there's a storm on the waters and Peter sees Jesus walking on water. And in verse 28, Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you out of the water. And Jesus said, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, don't miss this, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? You see, the wind to me in this story is a representation of chaos and fear. Just think about it. Imagine if you're Peter and you are in a tiny little wooden boat in the midst of a storm, the waves are crashing alongside your boat, the wind is howling, you're scared, and yet you see your Savior walking on the water off in the distance. And you muster up enough courage to step out of that boat and meet him. And something as simple as the wind causes you to sink. I love what Jesus said after that. He said, why did you doubt and as I pondered this question myself, I, I asked, why do I doubt? Even after witnessing a miracle firsthand myself in 2020, why do I doubt? Let's put this into context. Just before Jesus walks on water, he had finished speaking, and he had finished performing a miracle of feeding 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. And then he proceeds to pray before meeting his disciples in that very moment. So what more than did Peter actually need? He's witnessed miracles. Peter walked on water. And yet, through his fear, through watching the wind, through being distracted by the chaos, he began to sink. Why do you doubt? What chaos in your circumstance or in the world has crippled you with fear that you even may doubt that Jesus Christ is a Savior and can do a miracle in your life this coming year. 
I was reminded time and time again in 2021 after having COVID, after facing financial trouble, dealing with a death in the family, even after family career changes, I was still reminded that I can either choose to let my fear of my current circumstance paralyze and distract me, or I can keep my eyes focused solely on Jesus. It was around that time that I realized I must not be the only person that's withstanding these storms that life continues to keep throwing. So I started plugging myself into the church community. When I say that, I mean not just being in the community, but really serving in the community. I got into his word. I read as if my life depended on it, and you know what? It still does. I did it because I wanted to make sure that I prepare my heart for the coming year, but also how to keep my eyes focused out of the chaos. My wife and I host a small group so that others can grow in their walk with Jesus. I began a men's group to create a place where men can come that face problems in their circumstances and we can stand together arm in arm and support one another. I started leading Route 56 and speaking into the life of our younger generations here because our grade fives and sixes face just as much chaos and problems in their, at their age as we do. And I started attending a men's discipleship group which is directed intentionally to grow disciples of Christ to help minister to others. Doing all of these things and actively seeking to live peacefully in my life has, even during the tribulations, has been one of the biggest turning points that I've faced today. You know, in James chapter 1, uh, 2 to 4, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's a much easier passage to stand up here and say than it is to actually walk out. However, I have found that with consistent prayer through community and church, through consistently reading through my Bible, that Jesus has provided a way for us to experience his shalom, which is the Hebrew word for peace. Even in the midst of a storm that we are going through, it trains us and it helps arm us with an Ephesians 6 armor of God so that we can withstand our storms, look past our current circumstances, and focus on Jesus. It allows us not to focus on the fear, but it allows Christ's peace to intervene and take hold of our lives. His shalom helps take our focus off of the negative and puts it back onto the one who is calling us to come out and meet him. And we can do that confidently. I believe fear can create doubt. And just six chapters before Jesus walks on water, there was a similar storm. And in this story, it says in verse 24, Without warning, a furious storm came on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping, and the disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. And he replied, You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? His question changed. It wasn't why do you doubt. His question now is why are you afraid? 
think in many ways those can be synonymous with one another. I think the fear that some of us may have been paralyzed from, um, that's kept us from moving forward confidently into our next season, into that new year or the new experience that we want to have with God, has to do with the doubt that is created through our own fear. God is, God is trying to plant seeds in your heart, but so is the enemy. And if you water the, the seed of doubt that the enemy has planted, what you'll find is that, that that fear and that doubt grows to a place that it captivates your thoughts and it occupies your mind and the world around you. And the enemy wants that because it creates doubt and disbelief that there is a Lord who is your heavenly Savior and who can work miracles. I want to encourage us to soften our hearts, soften the soil of our hearts to receive his peace, even in our current circumstances. And as you move forward in 2021, I want to encourage you with two things. One is persevere with his peace. Not watching the wind through the storms that we face, but keep our eyes solely focused on our Savior. Remember that Christ, uh, through Christ, we have the ability to guard ourselves um, and trust that he is our provider. In Hebrew, Jehovah Jireh means he will provide. And I want you guys to remember that he will provide you with that peace that transcends all understanding, even in your circumstances. And know that you're not alone, that everybody is fighting a battle, and that we can fight that together. The last thing is pray consistently and with intention to encounter Jesus in that place. Seek every opportunity to find silent moments with Christ. Through the discipline of silencing yourself in prayer and escaping the noise and chaos of the world, you'll be able to experience the Lord's presence in your daily life. Rest in that presence. The Greek word for rest is heshia. And in Henry Nguyen's book called The Way of the Heart, he writes, heshia is the rest which flows from unceasing prayer and needs to be sought at all costs, even when the flesh is itchy, the world alluring, and the demons noisy. You should realize as soon as you intend to live in peace, at once evil comes and weighs down your soul through a sense of boredom, faint-heartedness, and evil thoughts. But it's through a consistent and intentional walk of discipleship with Jesus Christ that we have access to his power, to his presence, and to his peace. I want to leave you with one last piece of scripture, which is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, Thank, in thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, as we head into the new year, I just thank you so much for your promise and your free promise of peace. I pray that you reveal your peace to everyone here who is hurting, and Lord Jesus, forgive us of any doubt or fear that we allow to captivate our hearts and our minds in the past year. And as we enter into a new year, may we be reminded that you are our Jehovah Jireh. You are going to provide your shalom, your peace to us, Lord Jesus, 
And I thank you, Lord, that we can walk confidently into the new year with that peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. So good. Thanks so much, Mitch. It was awesome. I love Mitch so much. He is like such an amazing leader. I can't sing his praises enough. And I love what he's doing with the Route 56 team. He's like an exceptional leader. So thank you, Mitch. How's it going, everyone? We have our last but certainly not least. Come on over. My lovely friend, Kate. Say hey, Kate. There you go. You're good. You're good. Oh, hi. Yeah. So Kate is from our C3 youth family, and I'm really excited for her to share this morning. She's a little bit nervous, but I know that she has something that she's really excited and that God's put on her heart today. So Kate, how old are you? I'm 13. 13 years old. Yes. And what was growing up like for you? Did you grow up going to church consistently? I did grow up in a Christian household. However, going to church wasn't a regular thing for us. However, in the past year, I've grown to become more serious with my relationship with God and become more present in Christ. Awesome. And I have got to see you go through some really cool moments this year and take some big steps in your faith. Yes. Was there one moment this year that was like a big turning point for you? And what was your, your like? Yes. So the first time I came to youth, so I started coming to youth in September this year. And um, I came to youth. And the first night we came, um, we had a preacher named Levi. And he was preaching to us about how when we fall short of sin, we always have to get back up and keep repenting and keep going even what excuse me, when we fall short. So um, even in the worship, um, while we were singing, I was completely captivated by everyone in the room, and I was surrounded by um, children of God my own age, which was something I have never experienced before. And I was singing, and I, I felt this overwhelming feeling of emotions. I don't even know how to describe it. It was so overwhelming, but it felt so right to be here in the moment. And when Levi started preaching, all my surroundings just went blank and I was focusing on everything he was saying. And afterwards he asked, if anyone was touched by the word today, please come up front. And I was the first person to get out of my chair and go up. <laughs> And I was, I went up and then I looked at Serena and I said, and then I just started crying. And I didn't know why I was crying. I, I just started crying. And I was just so moved by everyone in that room and in the moment. Um, and then I went up and spoke on the mic and it was an amazing, amazing experience that I'll never forget. That's very cool. And can you talk a little bit about your year, even like leading up to that? I know you struggled with a little bit of anxiety. Yes. Yeah, so I struggled with anxiety um, a lot during 2021. And I it got to the point where sometimes I would have panic attacks where I couldn't control my breathing. And it was really tough. And But during 2021, I learned to give my anxiety to God. Because in the Bible, it says to cast all your anxieties and your fears to him. And I've become better at 
in the moments where I become stressed or anxious about something, I learned how to give that all to God and to relax in the moment in his presence. And that led me, sorry, led me to trusting him more and his plan for me and and doubting um, every moment of the future and really just saying, okay, God, I know that you have a plan for me and I trust it. And that was a huge, huge turning point. It's amazing. So can you encourage everyone here today? I know you have a few things that you feel like that you've walked through and God's spoken to you. How do you want to encourage everyone here today as we go into a brand new year? Well, three things I learned during 2021 that I wanted to share. Um, Number one is importance of community. It's so, so important to continue to come back to church and if you're part of youth to come back to youth because it's really important to surround yourself with people that will uplift you in your relationship with Christ and have those healthy relationships to form a relationship with Christ outside of church as well. Um, The second thing is anxiety because I have a big feeling that everyone in this room has felt stressed, anxious, upset at some point in their life. And it's important that we all learn, um, if you haven't already, in 2022, to cast that to God and to be in his presence and be at peace with him. Uh, Ways that I have done that is read my Bible, or sometimes it's just a quick talk with him wherever you may be. Um, The third thing that's very important that I learned throughout 2021 is to have relationships, whether that be with a partner or with friendships, that don't require you to abandon your faith. (laughs) Because usually in the world we live in, there's so much hate, and it's important to continue to bring what you learn in church outside in the world and in everyday life, including the people you surround yourself with. And at the start of the year, at 2022, a lot of people see the new year as a place to set goals and intentions for the new year. However, sometimes those goals and intentions can be huge and you feel overwhelmed, but in the moment you feel, I'm gonna do this. However, a few days in you may fall short and that may make you feel discouraged or like you failed. But in truth, it's the small decisions and actions that make the biggest differences. And so I challenge everyone to take it day by day. Perhaps when you wake up in the morning or when you're driving to school or work, take a second to spend time with God and set intentions, challenges for the day. Um, And once you set those challenges, for example, I'm going to read my Bible today, one page, that becomes a consistent habit eventually over time. And it's really important to continue to come back, like I said before, come back to church and give your anxiety to God and surround yourself with people that will help you. Yeah. So good. Before we invite Pastor Tim back up, Kate, do you think you would be able to pray over everybody here? I know there's probably some people who can relate to some of the things that you went through this year. Yeah, of course. Go for it. So, dear God, I just pray for everyone in this room now. 
I pray that 2022 can bring new chances, new hope, and a chance to become free of stress and anxiety when that becomes present. I pray that you touch everyone's souls and hearts in this room, that you may guide them because God, I know that you are working in every single person that walked through those doors and every single person that is here outside of church as well and they're watching. And I pray that you just reveal to them this year why and what you are doing if you haven't already. Dear God, I pray that you can always, they can always come back to you and that their challenges and intentions with you can be kept as a promise, dear God. And I pray that you can help give them the courage and the strength to fulfill those intentions and challenges, dear God. Amen. Amen. Can we give Kate one big, one more big clap this morning? So good. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.